The Restless Midlifer Podcast. Get health, weight and life back on your terms. Hi and welcome to the show. The show is back. The Restless Midlifer is back. Now, I had a few months off as regular listeners will know and that has given me a chance, amongst other things, to focus on ideas and thoughts about the future of the podcast, what I'd like it to be and what content I'd like it to focus on. Uh, and I'll come on to that shortly. Um, I spent a lot of time obviously focusing on supporting clients and developing my online weight loss reboot program and community that I am, I've am i launched, but I am particularly launching for the new year, um, given it's a new year, new, new you, that kind of thing, in time with the New Year's resolutions. Although I do have some thoughts about New Year's resolutions, as long-time listeners will know. But because there's been a lot that has gone on, um, what I thought I'd do with this this particular episode is let you know what my plans are for the podcast and for the future and things like the Reboot uh, Community Membership, etc. But also do a bit of a review of my year because it's been an interesting year. It's been some ups and some downs, some wins and some not so good uh, things that have happened. Um, nothing dramatic, but just in terms of my own journey, in terms of that midlife reshape, continuing my own journey on, in terms of weight loss, getting fitter, uh, Operation D-Move, as many of you might have uh, heard me in past episodes talking about, getting rid of the man boobs, toning up, that kind of thing. It's had its ups and downs. And what I want to do is share with you that the journey over the last year in particular, two reasons. One, to uh, get you thinking about your own review of the year with a specific purpose, because it's one thing to review the year, but on its own, that's meaningless unless we take some learning. We take some celebration, but some actual learning to move forward into our new year and continuation of whatever goals we're, we are working on or the shifting into new goals that we might decide to take up. And I think that's really important. So it's to encourage you to do that. And hopefully the approach that I'll take on this will give you an idea of how to do that in a, in a, a thoughtful way a sober way and, and hopefully taking it off the ultra critical way because one of the things I am can be very guilty of is being ultra critical of myself. I've been on that journey, I've improved a lot and I'll make some comments about that as I go along. But the other thing is also just to share the honesty in terms of the journey that I'm on and I think hopefully connect with the real life journeys that many of you may well be on. Um, I'm not saying that mine's particularly challenging or troublesome or whatever but I think to be in, a, in the world, particularly with health and weight loss, where there is a lot of information, there is a lot of fluff, um, promises, hype, over-promises about this diet, this plan, this, I will help you, this, that, and the other, we can get swamped in that and often feel like it's us that's wrong, like we're inadequate, we are the failure point. And what I want to do by sharing my own review is to illustrate how just being you being an honest, pragmatic, um, less critical version of you, and by critical I don't mean you don't look for the things you can learn from, but I mean critical as in really being hard on yourself. That, that approach, but ultimately being you, is really where it's at. It's where hopefully we can take off a lot of the pressure, we can start to find out some real opportunities for shaping our life to support our health goals, weight loss goals, and ultimately prepare ourselves or improve our health, etc. for midlife and beyond. As I've said in many um, previous episodes, it's not just about the now, it's not just about the next five years, it's about the decades ahead. And, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood, God willing, all of those things, 
That's what we want to really be working on, that we are looking and thinking 10, 20 years down the line. And what can we do now to start to invest in ourselves um, so that we effectively can draw down on some of the benefits of that in the future, as well as get the payoffs now, because that's one of the beauties about fitness and health is that it's unlike a physical or sorry, a financial pension, um, which you have to pay into and don't get the benefits until you say retire or to, to a particular point in the future. The, the beauty of the health investment, the physical investment in fitness and health pays off pretty damn soon um, after we start that journey. And that's the beauty of it. So what I want to do in this, this particular episode is give you a bit of a review tell you about what's coming, but also introduce you to this, I guess, hopefully this slight change in style of podcast. I'm now on audio and video, and what I want to do is develop a more conversational um, approach to it, even when I haven't got guests, to develop a sort of a more relaxed, less paced, pacey, bullet-pointy type um, podcast, and more conversational conversational with you now that may not be everybody's cup of tea and, and apologies if it's not because i appreciate that some of you may listen and just want to take out this fact that tactic that action and go away with it and you know in, in short bite-sized chunks and what i am going to do with this podcast is chunk it down into those and you will find those on my youtube channel and on my um very social media um channels you know social um instagram and uh, LinkedIn in particular. So I will be bite-sizing it out. But one of the things that I do find particularly with, with the podcast, um, the opportunity for the podcast is that it can allow us to engage in a conversation. I know I listen to loads of podcasts and, and watch a few as well. And one of the things I particularly love is feeling like I'm part of the conversation. Even if I'm a silent partner in it, it feels like something I can get on with my day. I can be driving somewhere. I can be doing, doing some chore or, or whatever. And I can still be absorbing and engaging. I might drift in and out here and there, but I'm still picking up bits and pieces. And it, and it, and it's a really, for me, a really powerful way to absorb information and to start sort of getting into the deeper crevices of our um, narratives, our behaviours and our mind for that longer term shift. So there are quick fixes and uh, sorry, quick tips uh, follow this, this and this, you know, that kind of advice, which can be really useful. But I also think just a bit of immersion can be useful as well. Immersion in, so hopefully, positivity, uh, provoking thought, pragmatic reflection can be really useful in helping you shape yourself, your intentions and your narratives that will support whatever goal you want to work towards going forward. So if you've been listening for um, over the last few uh, 100 odd 113 or so episodes you'll know that i've talked about a lot of different things originally the podcast was the sprout sweater and the concept there was that i wanted to start sharing with you um bite-sized chunks the uh, the approach which is still sprout sweating the approach of having a goal and then slicing that goal down the goal is the cabbage but we slice it down into areas and then chunk it down into sprout size habits, rituals and routines. And for a, a good number of those episodes, 36, 37 of the episodes, it was the Sprout Sweater podcast where I shared a lot of the foundational ideas and thoughts. And for me, the podcast is a, is a really good way of me getting some ideas out, articulating them, testing them with the audience, but also hearing them myself in this particular unique format. Then it shifted into the midlife, uh, sorry, the restless midlifer, with a particular focus on midlifers. What can we do about shaping our life to be more 
fulfilling, meaningful, adventurous, and healthier. And as that journey through the Restless Midlife podcast progressed, I found that it particularly started to shift into a focus on the weight loss. Not because it was something that had just occurred to me then, but because it was really for decades now, it's been a primary conversation that I have with lots of people. And it's been where I've been working with a lot of clients. Um, inevitably, when I work with a client who may be in their, their 30s, their 40s, even their 70s, there's this point where they are finding that they want to change things, but a massive part of that is their health. It seems to me that health seems to be one of the key areas that is first to go when we start to take our eye off the ball of what of the life being on our terms. Um, and we are building a career, we're building a family, we're building responsibilities and, and building a life that perhaps isn't wholly cognizant of what our deeper wishes are and because of that there is a point that many of us get to as midlifers and that's where the phrase for me comes in midlife is not so much an age it's more that point where we go hang on is this it is it is this where i expected to be and what i wanted to do and the truth is for some it's like absolutely not but the majority of us it largely is but there are elements where we have put ourselves on hold, our dreams and ambitions of a particular kind of dream, whether it's a you know to pursue a hobby, a particular talent that's been put to one side because of a career, and what seems to be pretty common is that health side, and that's why the podcast took a, a shift towards that because I have been coaching and working with people along that, and inevitably, health and weight in particular becomes a factor because it does get tougher as we get older, and as we get older when the responsibilities build up the stress in life builds up perhaps we don't get the quality rest perhaps we start to resort to the the unhealthier eating habits that perhaps our in our younger years we were more active and therefore the body was more forgiving of it becomes less forgiving and we really struggle and that's why that is particularly i think unique there's unique challenges there for the for the midlifer um now there are some myths around it uh, around you know why it happens you know things like well, my metabolism slows down as i get older not quite true there are nuances to that you know there are um there's muscle loss that can happen if we don't cater for counter that with resistance training then that can have an impact on our metabolic rate based on metabolic rate but there are Definite challenge, specific challenges to midlife, both male and female, you know, in terms of, you know, perimenopause, menopause, which needs to be factored in. Male, there are things happening as well, um, not just in terms of life, but also hormonally as well. Um, people are talking about things like the male menopause. Now, I don't, I'm by no means an expert in any of that, so I wouldn't care to comment on that myself, and I might well get some some people in who have some some more knowledge of that in due course um but i think whatever it's a strange time in the sense that we sense that life perhaps the years behind us are more than the years ahead of us we start to feel that sense of urgency we want to make changes and particularly health is factored in there so that is where the journey of the podcast has taken shape and the hiatus that i had the few months that i've had off was born out of so as I'll get into the review of my year, a number of things. But one of them was, I need to have a think about what do I want this podcast to be and to mean for me and for you, the, the listener and the viewer. And that, I feel, has taken shape and will continue to take shape. By no means is it a finished article or product. Um, so 
what I am possibly looking at, and I'll talk about the future of the podcast and also how it ties into the work I'm doing, um, is I'm possibly focusing more on this challenge of weight loss, uh, sustained weight loss, then weight management and health improvements. Not to the exclusion of other things like following a particular goal or dream, because I think they're inter integral to it all, but particular that, because I think there's a lot of things that we can learn, be inspired by, and things that we can weed out in terms of the limiting beliefs that we have. And with that in mind, with the podcast, what I am, uh, as well as having this more co hopefully conversational, flowy style, I hope, uh, feedback please at dayaboutrestlessmidlifer.com, um, is to explore particular aspects of that, but also bring in guests, some guest experts. But what I am particularly looking at in the, the, the new year is building a, a mini-series, if you like, and hopefully I'll continue it through in you know, as the opportunity arises. But I want to build in a mini-series within the podcast of what I'm kind of working title calling Turning Point. And that is where I want to speak to people and, and interview people who have hit that point in life where they've realised that perhaps their weight isn't and their health isn't where they want and their life isn't where they want and they've done something to start changing it and had some significant achievements. Um, and I've got two people lined up who've gone on that journey and, and lost weight and, and opportunities have opened up for them and they've, they've discovered a new sort of lease of life but new directions, that kind of thing. Um, now, some will be clients um, who are willing to obviously talk about it, but most won't be. There'll be people that I've come across and had conversations with because I have some fantastic conversations with people as we go. Um, but the point that is that I want to, through those conversations, yes, pick up some tips, some ideas, some thoughts, but also try to explore, are there some common things that happen that lead to those turning points and then hopefully share with you so you can reflect on where you can almost well find them if they're naturally occurring but also look for them if you're at a place where you you're just not finding things coming together right quite right for you and the other side of it is stuff for inspiration because i really do believe and you know i think any search if you, now that we've got this the amazing internet with us youtube and all of that kind of thing I really do believe that whatever situation you're in, health-wise, limitations-wise, mobility-wise, psychologically-wise, mental health-wise, whatever it is, age-wise, whatever, you can find somebody who is very similar to the in a very similar situation who is on the journey or has achieved a significant amount of what you would love to achieve. And I think those stories could be gold dust for motivation and inspiration so my plan is to get a number of people um, to uh, share their stories to do that a number of people from different aspects of life walks of life that kind of thing um, so if you are one of those people and you're interested in being on the podcast give me a shout dave at restlessmidlifer.com but if you know somebody like that then i'm interested because i'm not just wanting to be a mini series i'm wanting to pick up and and talk to different people to bring the breadth of perspective in to illustrate that point that whatever situation you're in there will be somebody who's similar and has done it and is ahead in the journey for you and i think that can be as i said really really powerful so that's my plan for the podcast my plan for the the work i do this the business that i run is to continue the coaching i love i really love the one-to-one -one coaching um because i've got some great clients so just just brilliant i mean yeah, brilliant. Love them all, and they just they're they're a source of learning for me as much as I hopefully I am helping them, and and you know I am helping them in in lots of different ways. So I have that one to one side. And I love that. 
one of the things I've realized is because of the intensity, the work, um, it's something that obviously I can't sort of expand too much because you only have a limited time capacity and also emotional and psychological capacity because I could fill my day with coaching, but how effective would I be as a coach if I did that? So I know that I've got to moderate the numbers there. But what I've always wanted to do, and I've, I've kind of had some failed launches, failure to launch on these, of uh, building a membership and a community around this idea of midlife weight loss um, and what I'm calling the weight loss reboot in particular. Um, and I am now, because it's coming to the end of or mid-December now, I am lo I've launched the weight loss reboot program uh, and community and that soft launched it with a view to it being more hard launched, so I suppose it's the opposite of soft launch, isn't it, in the January time. Yes, to take advantage of the motivations and the, the intentions that we have in January, but with a view to taking us beyond that initial enthusiasm, the energy, the pushing back of life that we do, perhaps to keep going for a few days or a few weeks or even months, um, and make it sustainable. But to build the, the learning that I've gained from working with clients, from the research I've done, that kind of thing, and the program I've developed into something that can be developed into a community and group support so that the the program um, is accessible but there is also that community support there are check-ins and and um, weekly and bi-weekly mini teachers community support you know, drop-ins zoom calls with me as a group that kind of thing so if you're interested in that then hop over to davealgio.com forward slash academy and you will find all about the weight loss reboot if you're listening to this before um, January 2024, there is a time limit offer where it's, it's reduced. I appreciate it's not top of mind for most people at this particular time of year, but if something where you think you, you could do, you you think this is worthy of a Christmas present to yourself, then there's a bit of an incentive there. But as I say, in January, it's going to be launched slightly higher price. Um, but the idea is that if you are looking at it, then then jump in, uh, have a look at it, check that out, davealgio.com. Uh, slash I don't know DaveAlgio.com forward slash academy I need to get to know me on links don't I but, uh, the links will be in show notes and we'll be sharing around um, in newsletter in um, social channels that kind of thing so that's my plan going forward because I really do want to kind of work with more people effectively um, so time for a review of my year and as I said this is to to encourage you to think about reviewing your year and to do it in a way that is self-compassionate, pragmatic and action focused. What am I going to learn? What have I learned or what can I learn from it? And what can I change or do differently next year? So that's really the idea. So we go back to January. I mean, it's December now, January. Um, I was obviously had a lovely Christmas, that kind of thing. Uh, hit the new year with I guess typical enthusiasm, hope for the new year. Hit that new year mid-training for um, a CrossFit competition. My first friend, Mark Telford, who um, is a coach um, and has been on the podcast now, I think, three times. Uh, so he's a, a three-time appearance on the podcast. Um, encouraged me to sign up to the Northern Championships, which is an inaugural competition. It was a pairs. The two of us joined. Um, his words were, let's do the qualifiers, Dave. Don't expect us to get through, so it'll be good experience. Um, now, that was in November time, and blow me, didn't we get through the qualifiers? Scraped through, largely probably carried by Mark and his level of fitness and strength, um, but it was a great experience. 
and then hitting January with that sense of trepidation, excitement, uh, and knowing that you know late January, I think it was, I can't remember the exact date, the the the, the finals as it was um, at the the level I was, which was scaled. So you've got your uh, RX Plus, which is the top level athletes, your RX, which is the standard, I guess. Then you've got scaled. Uh, and foundations, I think, was another um, category as well. And the beauty of CrossFit, I don't know if I mentioned it was a CrossFit competition, but the beauty of CrossFit is that you can be you can be at any level of fitness, any age, any sort of health condition, any limitation or issue, and it's highly adaptable. It's one of the reasons I love it. The other reason is because of the community, the ability to measure, compete against yourself, to measure yourself and your progress. That's what I love about it. So this competition is very much in that spirit. And um, trained, continued training, and had a fantastic time at the competition. Um, came sort of third or fourth up last, which was a result because we ended up higher than uh, the expected because we qualified in last position. We came a little bit higher than that, which I'm pleased with. Um, so it was never about winning. It was about experience. And it was great fun. It was tough. But it was great fun. So for me, it was a real achievement to kick off the start of the year. But, and the but here is that um, I had also agreed with my son, Thomas, to do um, a marathon, October mar in October this year, the Kielder Marathon, full marathon. And everybody was telling me that this is going to be a, a real tough terrain up and down. It's a tough, if you're going to pick a marathon, it's a tough one. So I'd already started getting nervous. I'd been doing some training but not loads because I was focused on the, um, the CrossFit competition. And I made, in hindsight, a classic error. After training so hard for the competition, I went sailed straight into the marathon training. Had a 20-week program, got on with it, started early and started that training. And really struggled with it. Struggled to find any enjoyment, even at the smaller distances, which there are in the program as it builds up. But really struggled with that. And... It started to dawn on me that I'm just knackered. I'm tired. And it wasn't until I had a podcast with Simon Ward, triathlete coach, again, who's been on the podcast twice now with that appearance. He came on and we were talking about things like sleep and deep recovery that I started to turn that episode into a, a sort of personal coaching session from Simon because of his expertise. Um, and he kind of pointed out that I made a classic mistake, classic error that happens a long time where I did not value or appreciate the need for downtime after the competition and he used a lovely um, um, metaphor of a bank account in terms of my training I'd gone overdrawn overdrawn on energy on time and effort and I needed to pay that back before I started to think about any other competition or challenge and I didn't do that I stayed in overdraft and I continued adding to the overdraft in terms of energy so there was a lot of reasons why I struggled and it made perfect sense. And I think that's an in in important point for me, but also for us as midlifers. Because particularly when we start to want to get on and achieve a goal, I think it's really easy for us to start getting enthusiastic and start to try to push back the reality of the needs that we have physically in terms of our age. As we age, we need more recovery time. We need to look at our sleep quality, look at our diet in the sense of what do we do, perhaps drinking too much alcohol, that kind of thing that can negate anything that we're doing. So we can put a lot of effort into something because of that natural enthusiasm that's always been there all our life, but fail to take into account the reality of who we are and where we are in our life. The stresses, the strains, the demands we have, and our, the energy levels, and the needs of, in my case, a 53-year-old 50, uh, physical body, that kind of thing. And it was a real lesson learned. And I'm still 
that's still led to, it's taken a few months for me to start to feel like I'm getting back to some level of yeah I'm starting to feel a bit more energetic like I'm getting back on top of things because over those over those months the marathon training folded and actually my son had a knee injury so kind of decided probably not the best thing to do with that and I made what is now clearly albeit my pride didn't like it at the time a sensible decision I remember running uh, doing a 12 mile run and getting to 11 miles getting a stone through my shoe and thinking I'm just not enjoying this and thinking why am I doing it well, I was doing it for and with my son Thomas now I'm not what am I what am I trying to prove and I think sometimes you could interpret that one or two ways and have you ever done this because I think this is something that we can often do, particularly if you are driven and, and capable of driving or have a sense of, I'm not giving up. And I can be a sod for this. And I know, you know, one or two listeners, I'm sure you're the same. That you can, once you set yourself something, you will do a come hell or high water until something stops you. Or um, you you go through it and you end up suffering consequences like burnout, etc. And I, I certainly had to wrestle with that. But one of the things that I noticed was that decision came easy and perhaps Dave from a year ago or two years ago, I was able to decide and move on and let the running go, just take the rest and start to refocus on just enjoying the CrossFit. There was no competitions coming up. There was no pressure of that. And I think that was something else that I've talked about in previous episodes, but I think that's something else to consider as well. It's really useful to have a deadline or a goal like I'm running a marathon, or I'm going to do couch to 5k, or I'm going to do this 5k, this park run, this, 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 this. They can be really useful and motivational, unless they're not, unless they're counterproductive, unless they create more stress, more distraction, more anxiousness, and actually lead to you perhaps being derailed or self-sabotaging along the way. And it's something about getting to know yourself, getting to know what works for you, and this is very much of my approach in terms of the coaching. And as you'll know, if you're a long-time listener, the, the approach I talked about in the previous podcast episodes, there is no one right way, process, or answer for you that, that will fit you, shall I say. Um, the way that works for you is you can tweak, change, experiment, test, pull this out idea from that diet, that, that exercise approach, that mindset approach and see if it works. And if it works, you'll develop your own hybrid bespoke suit type approach to how you can improve your health. And that's where I realized the competition was really good. It was an experience, but it had also weighed heavy on my mind, albeit it was exciting. The run took over and did the same and actually was starting to be counterproductive, not just physically, but mentally as well. It, I found that it was an added strain, particularly at a time when in the business I was looking to really shift and build this community etc i knew that was coming uh, i just felt like i had to i was juggling too many cabbages as i would use in my metaphor and i had to do what i coach clients to do i talk about when i do my stress sessions with the sprouts and the cabbages if you've ever seen that and i keep needing to relearn myself i needed to put my cabbages down the goals the demands have a look at them and decide do i need to do them all which one can i ditch which ones need ditching don't do, need to do it. I don't need to do it now. So the marathon, I don't need to do it. I don't need to do it now. I might do it in the future. Um, the podcast was one of those things. And it certainly helped to, to offload a few of the cabbages so that I could start to focus a bit and allow my brain, my creativity to come back. And to ensure that what my primary focus, which is serving my clients, may, was maintained. 
So there was two sides to it. But I recognised one sign for me, and this is an interesting one for you, is to know what are the signs that tell you that perhaps you're taking on too much. You're in that mode of all or nothing again. You're perhaps approaching burnout again. What are the warning signs for you? They can be physical, emotional, um, psychological in terms of your thinking uh, and what have you, or they might be behavioural. For me, classic sign was um, my creativity, my the thought generates the ideas that I would always seem to come up with um, and, and want to share as metaphors was gone. It had kind of just disappeared. And looking back, I realised that was a warning sign that I didn't pick up sooner. So that time, sort of June, May, June time, was a time where I had to really look at my cabbages, the demands and challenges and goals, and really make some key decisions. And again, have you had been in that position this year? Did you do it or did have you missed opportunities to do that, to look at the demands and challenges and look at what you can actually ditch or delegate or defer to later? What can you do? And, and have a think about that yourself. This is part of the review process. So as it happened then, and went in summer, summer holidays, kind of CrossFit training faltered, uh, and really, I didn't really have some consistency there. So when it comes to my weight goal, which was the Operation D move, as I look back over the year, I am lighter now than when I started in the year, but it certainly fluctuated, and I'm not a great deal lighter. So I haven't got to where I want to be but I am heading in that direction. But this is life. It's up and down. It's bumpy. We have to learn and deal with the realities of life and deal with the realities of ourselves and our own drives that can undermine the very goal that we want to achieve uh, as we go along. So again, it's thinking about what are the goals that you had at the beginning of the year and how do they how do they stand now? Did you lose your way somewhere along the year? Or are you still bumping along dealing with things? And what could you do a bit differently next year to help you perhaps with that original goal, make some tweaks and to get you back on track and get you back on track in a realistic way, in a life-proof way. And that's very much my uh, intention. So now the back end of the year, I'm getting back into the more routine in the CrossFit. I feel my energy levels are starting to return. Um, and perhaps that was just where I needed some of that time off. Um, and I'm getting some small wins. So I'm getting some small wins in terms of strength, perhaps because I'm taking more, I've had a bit more time off, allowing the muscles to grow, etc., as well as still stimulating them with some of the CrossFit. I've actually started to manage to do a, I can do handstands against a wall. I've now started the process of bending the arms to get towards a handstand press up. Not by much, but it's a start. So those little wins are telling me that I am making progress in some small but significant ways. But there are areas where I do want to continue to make progress. So I do want to continue that weight loss. Perhaps another half stone to a stone uh, over the next year. Um, and also fitness-wise, improve my running speed, not so much distance, just a bit of that pace on it, um, strengthen my legs so that I can do pistols, which are one-legged squats um, without assistance, and um, get nail my pull-ups. My pull-ups have been a weakness because I've had a few tightness of neck, back, that I've kind of had to manage around, uh, but I do want to nail my pull-ups, as well as get those handstand press-ups. So I've got a number of little mini goals they're all serving the big purpose. And this is what I talk about, as if you're a long-time listener again, about having the longer-term vision and the shorter-term goals and then looking at the sprout-sized actions or mini-micro goals or rituals and routine. My long-term vision is still to be fitter at 66 than I was at 45. And to be fair, I'm already that. But I'm not I'm not 66, but I'm fitter at that now than I was at 45. But I'm still wanting to maintain that trajectory. My shorter-term goal is now 
It's still the operation to move because I'm getting there, but slowly, and I need to put a rocket on my backside on that. And then the sprout side goals and actions and routines are those things to get across it more regular four times a week, perhaps add in um, some uh, a couple of short two mile runs in there to um, add in uh, to to build on a no snacking routine that I've started to develop again because I fell back into that habit. Uh, and to look at those mini goals to work on things like the pistols, the um, pull ups, the handstand push ups and double unders with skipping as well. So I have a number of goals, a number of micro sprout size goals, actions or habits. And I've pulled those into my own cabbage slice and sprout plan. And if you are looking to do a review of yourself, because that's pretty much my review of the year, my looking forward, if you want to do something similar, then what I would encourage you to do is a number of things. Is grab a journal, buy yourself a new journal for the next year. Um, incidentally, I'm working on something around the reboot to get a printed version of that. It's not quite ready yet. There's a bit of work to do. But buy yourself a new fancy book if you like it, a notebook, or even keep a Word document. Um, and jot down your thoughts. I did it as part of this podcast prep. I've made some notes on my uh, iPad. But have a reflect on what are the things, what did you set out to achieve this year? What have been the wins? What have been the setbacks and the lessons learned? I take off that self-critical view, but particularly focus on lessons learned and things you can do differently next year. But it, very importantly, what you can do differently next year in the context of the goals that you want to achieve. So what I also have developed and I'm now offering is um, the Cabbage Licence Sprout Planner um, uh, as a resource. And you can find that on, if you find me on LinkedIn, and the links will be in show notes, you'll find that at davealgeo.com. Um, and if you visit that, you can actually connect and download the planner, which will take you through just a part of this process. The looking back bit, I encourage you just to do more organically, but then funnel it into... What is my longer term vision? What perhaps there is a shorter term goal that I'd like to achieve in the next three, six, 12 months? And then what? how can I slice that down into um, some sprout sized actions? Now the planner that I've got is sort of assumed a weight loss approach. So I've kind of moved the three slices into eat, rest, move. And what can you do in relation to eating better, resting more, getting better quality rest and moving more effectively to achieve your goal. If those categories don't quite fit you and you want a blank blank cabbage slices for plan, then drop me a line, Dave at restlessmidlife.com. More than happy to provide that. But I think sometimes having a start of a 10 can be useful. So that's it really, a lot shared. And I hope I hope it hasn't been too waffly or too long-winded for you. Um, and I don't want it to be to come across as self-indulgent. The reason I want to share that is because I do this for myself as well as I encourage my clients to do it and I encourage you to do it. There's some power in reflecting on a year and there's something about the back end of the year, coming to a new year, there's something about the idea of a fresh start that provokes this reflective nature in us, I think, many of us. So let's leverage it, let's use it. What can you, what do you, what have you learned from the year? What do you plan for next year? And how can you take what you've learned to help you achieve that? And if uh, you are interested in working with me, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or through the community, then give me a shout at dave at restlessmidlifer.com or check out the davealgeo.com forward slash academy for more information on the community side. Um, delighted to uh, have a conversation with you and possibly even work with you. But either way, keep listening to the podcast because as I say, I've got a lot of things that hopefully will be there to support, provoke, challenge and inspire you 
to continue on your own midlife journey. And with that in mind, all I want to do, uh, for those of you who are listening before uh, 2024, is to wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, if you celebrate it, and uh, all the best for the new year. Let's see if we can make 2024 uh, not just a year that we embark on a goal, but we stay on goal. We navigate our way through the ups and downs and we achieve those those things that we always wanted to achieve. Now, some of them may take longer than a year, but we make 2024 the year that either helps us nail that goal or moves us significantly in that direction. Let's make that. And drop me a line and let me know what your goal might be. And if you have any questions, give me a shout or feedback on this kind of new launch, new format um, at dave at restlessandmidlifer.com. But take care for now. Thank you for listening. You'll find all show notes, links and resources mentioned at midlifereshape.com forward slash podcast. And it would mean so much if you could spread the word to your fellow restless midlifers. Share the show and links. And if you aren't already, subscribe to the show in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing. If you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting midlifereshape.com forward slash review. It would mean so much, and I may even give you a shout-out in return. And a quick final thanks to production assistant Karen North of North BA and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers at musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget you really can reshape your midlife health and rekindle that spirit of adventure.